sun. <laughs> sun cut. Yeah. Like BT after midnight. The sun cut. Trying to walk in Milwaukee. You know, make the bucks. <laughs> the sun cut. Here go the jewelry. Yeah. Experiment an apocalyptic experience. Apologizing for death. Niggas ain't hearing it. But we seen the signs. We ain't say shit. I guess we in the mimes. It's some clown shit. I'm just a poor nigga with wisdom. One day you catch it. Supposed to eat with your dogs. But ain't nobody blessing. The food for life. The cops watching. We both sketched in. Don't be surprised when they throw a bone in your homie. Fetch it. You on your own, pal. Ain't no best friends. Ain't no true toys. Ain't no new bins. Ain't no family trips. That's where we follow trends. Ain't no love in the town. That's where the hate blends. The cops ain't after helping. They just apprehend. Error of application. The robots are men. Error of conversations. Even if arguing, we rough around the edges. Even when dropping gems. It's uncut. It's uncut. Yeah. It's that mixtape, man. Uncut gems mixtape. Shout out to the homies, man. Free the homies, man. Salutations, salutations. Welcome to another installment of your favorite podcast, the Uncut Genius Mixtape. I am Ryan Humor and... Hey, man, if you don't know, now you know, man. It's the ever so clever Mr. About Dell Time, the man with many endeavors. Uh, it's me, y'all. The special guest is always your favorite producer. Township, aka Deadlift Covington, aka Bulletproof Koofies. I dare you to shoot it off. It's permanently plastered to my skull cap. <laughs> Peace, King. Peace, King. Um, so yo, we have a very special episode for you guys today. Basically, if for those of you that don't know, everyone should know this is this is a big <laughs> deal. We recently had a I want to say a shakeup in the podcast in the podcast culture. The infamous Joe Button podcast, which was originally on Spotify, which then moved to the Patreon network, has had a staffing shift, if you will, a massive layoff, an on-air firing. Uh, to give you a little bit of background, there was some tension leading into some episodes over the course of several weeks. Um, on the week of mid-March, maybe March 26th, uh, Rory was told to go home. Uh, Maul decided that he wasn't going through the show without Rory because it wasn't right. Uh, they took an absence from the show for about six weeks, and the show the show must go on. The show kept going. Uh, Joe kept having guests. Joe kept doing what Joe did. Interestingly enough, when they finally came back about a week or a week and a half ago, they talked about what was going on for a really long time. And your favorite petty analyzer about Del Time was like, you know what? I'm not sure if this is going to quite work out. And me and Township were like, oh, we'll get to that another time about Del Time. We'll get to another time. But about Del Time said, you know what? The way this conversation is going, the tones within this conversation lead me to think things aren't going to quite work out. Lo and behold, 72 hours ago, I hear that there's a firing on air. And I listened to the episode about Del Time was talking about. In that episode, you can hear two people at dinner basically talking about how they had a breakup and they all <laughs> ran the streets and they shouldn't be back together. That's basically what the hour and a half something like. So what we decided to do, me and Township, 
um, basically hat in hand, apologized Dell and said, you know, we're going to spend 90 minutes listening to this basically to this swan song of an ending, the whole guillotine. And we listened to it. And now we're just going to uh, break down what happened, give our opinion, talk about deaths of dynasties, give our insight and basically give you guys a rundown and a crash course on how to do business or not do business with friends. How does that sound? Oh, man. Oh man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Damn. All right, so Dill, I mean, let, can you give us a little bit of insight, man? I don't want to put too many words in your mouth, but I mean, what when you text me, when you text me and Tariq during while you're watching, it's like, what was going through your mind? How are you feeling about it? Man, you know, when I had saw the uh when I had saw the little clip, I was like, I sent it to you guys because I was like, man, I just felt like you guys would feel me if y'all saw the same clip. Like y'all would be able to, because just as petty of a of an analyzer as I am, I will say, you know, I have I have to admit that my team is just as petty as well. We know to watch out and look at certain cues, as our courageous host always says, you know, watch their feet. So that's what I was doing, man. I was watching their feet and I just felt like, man. Something about the ain't about to go right. This ain't right, man. Y'all talking too much. Cause you can't go. What really went through my mind is you can't get suspended from work and then come back to work and keep talking about how you was wrongly, wrongfully suspended. Like, don't nobody trying to hear that shit, bro. Just keep working and be happy that they didn't fire your ass if you truly need the job. Now, if you don't need the job, then I mean fuck it. Talk all the shit you want to talk. But obviously, Rory needed that job. And I felt like they shouldn't, you shouldn't spend too much time with that. Anytime, anytime you spend too much time with your boss discussing why they made a decision, they're already in their mind like, all right, this person's becoming defiant. Oh, okay. This person's, oh, okay. He still want to go on about this. Well, shit, the only way I can deal with it is just let him go. Because obviously he can't get over this. And I felt like they truly just messed up their relationship. But I just felt like we were watching a very popular podcast just really unfold on our eyes. And it was really kind of, in, it was it was insightful to see that like, basically we're, we know, we you hear about it a lot through the background of things like, oh damn, you know, new edition broke up. What happened? Oh, Bobby was doing crack. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really get to see that unfold on TV, but like to see that really unfold on YouTube and really watch some, and really watch Joe Button fire him, I was just like, "Damn, that shit's crazy." But yeah, man, the whole reason why I text y'all, man, I just thought y'all was really just gonna feel all of that and probably foresee the same shit that I saw. What are your thoughts, Township? Hey, so you know, as wild as that, uh, <laughs> when when I first saw it, um, I'm like. Is Dale trying to tell us that like he about to he about to go solo? <laughs> like Dale trying to tell us he's trying to go solo. He's trying to break apart from the group. He's trying to fire us. Um, but you know, at y'all behest, I went back and I and I, I watched it. And I think the real victim of this whole thing is not is is nobody else but Maul, bro. Maul caught astray because he was trying to like be the glue that like is between both of them. And he was like, you know what? If uh, if excuse me, if Rory is 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 gone, well then I'm gone too, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of a tricky proposition because he's known Joe the longest. I think from what I think, what I gathered, they used to live together, so like they they real homies, right? 
real, real homies. And so when he was like, you know, well, if, if you're telling Rory, you know, he can't come back with well, it, that's just like a major part of the show missing. And the vibe is not going to be right. And I kind of don't want to be a part of that. Like, I want it when everybody's going to be here. Um, and so I kind of understand, like, what he's saying as far as that. But then it's just like, well, you got to look at where your loyalties lie, right? There's always that dichotomy of, like, do you roll with your homeboy who you've known for a long time? But if he's tripping, like, do you really support that to keep coming around? Or do you support the other homie who you have, like, more kind of common footing with? In, in the pecking order of the show and that's what he chose and I think that's why Joe was hot because Joe was like bro like you of all people should have been ro- like riding for me and like riding for the show like meaning you should be coming to work and he was like nah bro you was disrespecting he was disrespecting and I was like hmm because I, I kind of felt the way like I kind of felt it when he was like when I asked you about the podcast you was like it's none of my business and I was like Ooh, like that had to sting a little bit. Like, wouldn't you think? Like, like if you asked me, "Hey, Reek, so what's up with the the notes for uh, you know, the the next episode that you that we was talking about?" Hey, Rolex, uh, the notes, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, now I feel you. I don't know. It's just it's always it's always get crazy though when you're just talking about blurring the lines between uh business and friendships. Because there, it's a slippery slope, you know. You know, it's all good when everybody's coming in and it's still fun, and there's really not money involved, and you're doing it for the love. But as soon as that, you know, uh, you know, the, the ink drying the check, and it's actually business, you know. I understand you don't want one person messing up the bag, but at the same time, like y'all was friends first, so it's it's a slippery slope. That's what I think. What you, which, what were your thoughts? I mean, you know, it's interesting when you when you say how how Maul caught a stray. That that's a really good way to put it because I mean, it did it didn't seem like that was his. Um, uh, that's just a really great way to put it because the way they talked about it, it's like okay, um, oh you kicked Roy off like you didn't even talk to him about whether or not you sent him home. And Joe was like, well, I'm the one to tell Roy to chill. Like I that's my job. But it's such a blurred line, like you said, where you're in a situation where it's like. Joe doesn't want to say he's the boss, but it's supposed to be implied that he is the boss. So the whole time you're watching the show, it's like everyone understands that except for Rory Amount. Like his name is on the whole show. That's your boy. Right. But it's like it's like this. I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all something. So every people, people that people that don't know about Del Time as long as I've known him, they say things like, Oh, he's so passionate and he wears his heart in his sleeves, and he's got a big heart. I've known Dell 20 years. He is a volcano surrounded by kerosene, right? So <laughs> if if money if money's involved, I'm not about to just be out here on the on the Liddell Montague podcast with no contract not figured out. No, nothing. <laughs> so I kind of feel like for Maul to live with Joe and know how Joe moves, and then tell and then tell Maul, like, hey man, if you want to talk about this, you got two, we got we, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Then Maul don't go. I'll talk to you on I'll talk to you on Sunday. Then Maul don't go. And you show up to work on Monday. People like Joe Budden and Dale that do that type of thing, they never do that. It's like, yo, I made a decision, but I'm down to talk to you about it tomorrow. And they give you two days? After that, it's a wrap. It's a whole wrap. <laughs> Dale, am I wrong? Like, Because it's already hard enough to be like, all right, man, I'm going to talk to you about the decision that I made about my life. <laughs> right. And, but if you flake two times, then it's like, 
and I feel like I, when Joe when Joe dropped the other foot, when Joe uh, let the other shoe drop, when he said, "Hey man, I, I tried to meet with you about Roy, but you chose to like flake on me than just show up to work on Monday," like it was cool. That's when I was like, "Oh, so he really did try to step outside of his Joe Buttonness and say, well, let's talk about it." Because for an hour and a half, they're like, "Well, we should have fixed it. We should have fixed it. We should have fixed it." And then we get that part at the end of like an hour and fifteen minutes. We're like, "No, bro." I tried to fix it with you and you just, you weren't having it. So I think it's interesting how when strikes just go wrong, um, I've worked in a union. Uh, I've been a manager for places where we had unions and I wasn't in the union. And sometimes like you, sometimes like the strike goes wrong and Joe basically called a bluff. Like, well, I'm not going to do the show. Roy not going to do the show. Okay. Well, we're not going to not do a show for six weeks. That's 42 shows. You That's know? money. So, Patreon, they got a whole bunch of shit that they got to worry about. And it ain't time to be in here getting attached to your emotional feelings. Because if you truly, like, if you're, like, the difference about what Joe has in it, and, and I think the difference that separates even, if it was a bottom line to this podcast, is the built into it, right? Like, name. The podcast is built off of Joe's name. Like it's like you mentioned, it's Joe Button's podcast. Like, that's, it's not, they, 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 even in the intro, they say, it's Joe Bot. It's Joe Bot. It's Joe Joe Buttons podcast. New Joe Buttons. Rory and Maul. Like, 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 yeah, you get a mention. You get a mentionable, but here, but we uncut. You know what I'm saying? It's uncut gems. You know what I mean? We all uncut. But I do feel like that's the difference. Is like you got to respect that. Like, oh, like you mentioned. Like, I mean, trying to throw me under the bus. Yeah, he a live wire. You know what I'm saying? Volcano <laughs> waiting around. Like, get out of here. I'm, I'm very calm. I used to be that way. I threw some backpacks on roofs. Yeah, I done done it. But no, but still, but <laughs> but no, but but that ass though, like for real. Like I think that um when it's business though, man, you do have to have to keep that in mind. Like Roy, like make sure your loan out is there, bro. Like, like have that in place. You know what I'm saying? Make sure your deal memo, you know what I'm saying, include holidays, you know, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure your contract right, baby. You know, you can't go in there on for friendship. Like friendship don't make money. You know? Shoot, friendship can go ahead, Rob. I, I was gonna say I kinda also think it's a thing where I listened to a little bit more of it uh, when Joe Joe went on like uh more of a rant, I guess like after he fired them and it was talking about everything that he does for the show. So it's interesting when it's a situation when it comes down to uh like I guess not even not even necessarily a contract thing. I guess the contract was right, but as far as like, well, I wanna see the books. And I guess, I guess to say you don't care, to say you don't care about money or want to, I'm sorry, Roy said he wants to see the books and Mouse said he don't care about the money, whatever. But what Joe was saying, Joe was like, Joe was like, I pay the insurance and I pay these people and I'm the one that puts up this bread and I hire the lawyers and I paid for us a tour because Spotify said they're not going to pay for the tour. And I, and at one point we were in Hyatt and now we're in the four seasons. So it's almost like, if someone if someone's like footing a lot of the bill for you and you're kind of mm-hmm. just there, then you're kind of just there. You entourage. And, I, I don't I don't want I don't want to be that disrespectful, but no, I want to say it in a man. You entourage. You a hype man. Nah, you that's, entourage. That's dis- nah, that's disrespectful. It is. Entourage. It's not. At the end of the day, right? People people ain't coming up with Rory signs and moral signs. They coming up Joe Button. Oh man, pump, pump, pump it up. You know what I'm saying? They ain't uh Rory. Red hair. I don't give a fuck about that. They give a fuck Nobody about Joe, but pump, pump, pump it up. 
hey, real quick, if I could get in, you know, you know how we always talk about like great idea, poor execution. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, when I really think about like Rory, uh, for for a fact, like he seemed to be like super emotional about whatever. Like, I don't watch or really listen to the show, but just from the times that I have seen him, he just seems to be like super emotional and sensitive all the time. Like when people are coming at him or whatever. So I can kind of see why, you know, him and Joe would have friction, you know, to where you're talking about inviting people to your hands, like on, like your homeboy slash boss on air, which is completely wild. But the good idea of persecution was really about Maul, bro. Maul was like, look, like we ain't got to do this. Like, you know how Joe, <laughs> like, you know how Joe be. All right. Like, come on, come on, Rory. Like, be cool, bro. Just, just relax, man. Chill. I was like, you know what? If you're not going to come to work, I'm not going to come to work either. Because you know Joe be tripping. Because, let's be honest, Joe do be tripping. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I guess when you just... But you're really... employed, it doesn't matter. You're employed. So, that's my next thing, right? It's like, at what point, but at the end of the day, or at the beginning of the day, right? Because at the end of the day, they fire. <laughs> but, at the <laughs> of, but at the beginning of the day, like, they were homies. So I think, again, like, let, let me ask y'all this, right? So we're friends. I, I'm kind of like the newcomer to the group as far as like how long I've known, you know what I mean, Ryan Humor. And then, you know, Dale known you for a few years. But now it's quite as you guys. So what about, you know, if I was like, if, if y'all, would y'all fire me? Would you be like, Rick, hey, them notes, bruh. <sighs> oh, the notes? <laughs> I kind of hey. feel like I, to answer to answer your question, like me, me and Dell have like an inter, uh, an interesting relationship where like he respects me, but he doesn't listen to me. So, like, <laughs> I listen to you all the time. So like, hey, that, that's definitely Dell. That's definitely Dell. So like, <laughs> if, so, so like, if if anything, Dell would be like, "Hey, we gotta fire Ryan, bro." Like real talk. Like, that's what shit Dell would say because he he don't listen to me. Like if I was like, "Hey man, Reek tripping," they'll be like, "Nah, bro, Reek cool." Be cool, and then he would go tell you like, "Hey, you know, anything Ryan's trying to fire you, bro." I think we should just fire that nigga. <laughs> hell, hell, no! Nah, y'all making me have to be the bad guy in the show. Y'all, y'all probably team up and fire me. Like, you know, Dale ain't performing. He ain't using those uncommon vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Breathing too hard on the mic. I'm thinking we could replace him. We could get another live wire. It's a bunch of like we could get Joe. We could get Joe. <laughs> uh, you know what actually and you know what, that that's actually a pretty good point you make because i i believe that when it comes down to like when it comes to maul and uh, joe's relationship i do think since he knows how joe be tripping i think it was more or less like maul's job to stay on the show and then like massage joe's personality even though he don't seem like not massaging like not massaging like a whack way but just uh phil jackson it you know what i mean like finesse it be like hey Rope, you gotta bring rory back you know we gotta get rory back on here y'all that shit was whack yeah we, we getting back on here right joe's like yeah you know i was tripping my bad but to then leave people like that people take things like that personally so yeah i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like when once he left that's why joe was like maul you're the last person to like you're the last person that should be standing up for rory like you're the you're the last one that should ever do that versus him staying and be like hey you know you know, like that Rory shit with y'all. Y'all got to figure that shit out. Like, but because I because people like like live wire people, they take shit like that personally. Like, and here's the thing: this particular episode, we trying to hold it in contrast to our show. And I'm Dale. I'm not trying to get on you. If you want to go ahead and say some stuff about my personality, that's fine. However, about Dale Time is one of the people that I know where if two people tell him the same thing, like why y'all ganging up on me, bro? We just said your shoelaces untied. Niggas always attacking my shoelaces. What about other shoelaces in the planet? It's mad niggas wearing shoelaces. Like, why is it about my shoelaces? 
it, you gotta be careful. When they attack me, well, look, they, when they attack me, they coming at me hard. And Joe, I feel attack. Joe sometimes. Like attack. when Joe Joe told a story about when he said something about Jay-Z. And then it was a time where him and Jay-Z met up at a, some dinner and him and Jay-Z talking and he mentioned the thing back about Jay-Z and Jay-Z laughed at him. And both Rory and Maul laughed at his face too. Ha, 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 ha. That's the shit y'all would do to me. Laugh right at me. I'm like real dead ass about this story. I'll be like, yeah, bro. Like I really crossed game. Like it really happened. We meet Dame and Dame, what? Cross me. On video and shit, y'all just would not believe me. That's what y'all say y'all do. You, you know what? Like that, that Jay-Z story, I'm glad you bring that because it that is a really great point. Um, as far as like the story that Joe told as comparison to what was happening at the time. However, Dale, your basketball stories just be wild, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but that Jay-Z story is great to give you guys a little bit more context. Um, Joe Button talks about how he was venting his grievances to Maul about like a Jay-Z record deal beat situation. And Joe was like, next time I see him, I'm gonna tell him how I feel. So on the so for woo woo woo. So he's telling his boys this, like, yo, when I see Jay-Z, I'm gonna tell him how I feel. And this was really on his heart. Then he goes and tells Jay-Z in his face. And Jay-Z is like, so what? And they laugh in his face. That was high-level disrespectful. And the cold part is Joe told that whole story to be like, that's kind of how I feel about y'all right now. I feel yeah. like, so what? And I was weak. I was like, and that's, that's And that's that. why I feel him. And that's why I feel him. Because sometimes that's how it is for me. And then people come to me and they be sharing the same grievances. And me, what do I do? I listen. And, I, and and what do I do? I massage it. Help y'all through y'all situations. I don't be told your dumb ass. Y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> sure. I remember I was going through relationship problems. I'll be calling Ryan. Y'all need to stop going through that shit. Just stop. Wow. Ryan go through a relationship problem. I drive all the way to Texas for my homie. Wow. Drive all the way there. Push it through there for him. Sit there with my homie. We cry. Listen in the salon. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rick, Rick, do you feel like in my trip around, do you feel like there's like there's certain like relationships and uh colleague situations within organizations that just need to be massaged uh in the perfect way for things to just keep going on some Phil Jackson shit? Oh, bro, definitely. And you know, nobody knows that better than me, you know what I mean? Having to do that with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all are very two very different personalities. Um, and so sometimes just to make sure, especially when they're right, trying to level set and make sure that we stay on the same page and continue on the path with the shared vision. But just real quick, touching on Joe, on some, on some true Virgo fashion, Virgo gang gang, by the way, um, he was being wild manipulative, manipulative, like Rory and Ma was coming with this. Oh, I feel this way. I feel this way. I feel that way. And he's like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. <laughs> it's like, you know, when right. the chicks, the chicks, you know, the, the long paragraph, you just be like, Okay. <laughs> Facts. It's just Facts. like your job. You know, it's just like your job. I'm sorry you feel that. We don't care about none of that shit. I feel like we should get lunch for 45 minutes instead of 30. I'm sorry you feel that way. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have to rock this way because of the way the schedule is set up. They're gonna give you exactly gonna keep giving you exactly what they read in the handbook. And that's what he was doing, giving you the handbook. Because no, he I knew he was gonna fire him. Nah, that that nah, no, you know what? Okay, um, all right. I I want to say, Dale. I want to say he wasn't reading from the handbook, and that he did, and that he didn't plan on firing when that show started. I want to say it's one of those things where you go and sit down with someone that you was dating, and y'all took a break or whatever. You know, you're not gonna be with this girl probably, <laughs> but in your mind, you're like, if she said the right thing. But then you sit down. She's like, I'm so sorry for the. Da -da -da, I'm sorry. She's like, all right, you listening, trying to let it try to because it's a marathon, right? 
And she's like, but you know, just it's just it be it just you know you you when you play when you be out playing basketball, it's just like I I just. I just I need other niggas around, and when you're not there, so when other when you're not around, it's just like I'm breaking it. I got to cheat. And you'd be like, like yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like you, so you know, it's just like I be emotional, and and then I get lonely, and then it's like, yeah, oh word, that's crazy that you feel that way. And they eventually like, damn, I can't be with this bitch, and that's what happened. I think in the beginning, in the beginning, Joe was like, are oh, y'all can talk about how y'all feel. And he was just sitting there like real Virgo, like just listening. I mean, hold on, half the Virgo, half the Virgos I know are live wires like that. And there's another half that's just really calculated and high level, like Bill Belichicky, Bill Belichicky and like uh and, and Covington, he just sitting back, just taking notes and taking in zeros and ones to just eliminate you from a distance with a drone. Like, so Joe was just sitting there for 90 minutes, just okay. I'm sorry you feel that way. Keep going. Tell me more. Okay, <laughs> tell me more. Is that okay? Good. No, just let it all out. <laughs> one thing though is that um two things can be true at the same time right and and of course like everybody is right from their own perspective so from on the joe side it's like well like look like i, I think he said something like i die for this shit i live and die for this shit it ain't no quitting like this is my life yeah. right now yeah that was his big thing and so from his perspective like i completely get it like it's his name on the line it's his reputation on the line like he has matured from like the whole everyday struggle thing, bossed up into the, the Spotify deal that wasn't working. Boss up did his, you know, created his own podcast network, and that's how you're supposed to do it. So I understand for him, it's like it ain't no emotions evolved involved in this. Because I remember he was talking about the slaughterhouse thing. He was like, "Look, I'm a man. Like I can't. Like I got too many moves to make to be caught up in my feelings or emotions. Like this is just what I have to do." to keep the ball moving forward because I got mouths, you know, everybody in here, I got 30 people I'm, I'm responsible for. So to that, I get it. Cause that's, that's, that's like the business side. That's that real, you know, you're talking about check in like, all right, look, this is just what we got to do. But on the, on the flip side for Rory and Moss, like those is homies. So for him, it's for them. I think it's like, at the end of the day, like we should still be homies. Like we came into this as homies. Like, yeah, it's your name up there. But at the end of like we're, we we boys like we really supposed to be boys and I do understand that there still is some level of communication that should be exhibited between all of them. Not I don't know the details of of how you know they handled it whether it was right or wrong. Everybody's right from their own perspective, and no behavior within within excuse me within context is irrational. But I'm sure that they feel like they have a right. And I'm sure uh, Joe did wild out and say some some shit that he shouldn't have said. I think he even talked about when he, when he told Ma about the uh, pot not being his business, he apologized for that and said that he shouldn't have said that. Yeah. So, you know, when you kind of really going hard at your homies, it, it ah, look, I just, I'm just going to put this on white, y'all. I just hope we never get to the point to where that happens to us, to where the money gets to come, you know, between us and ego and whatnot, like I, I would rather walk away from it and just have our friendship intact than you know let let the money be the reason. Uh, I, I think I think. Oh, go ahead, Rick. My bad. No, 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 that was it, King. You good? I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You know, I think it, it, an interesting thing is like an interesting dynamic is when it comes to like their show and our show. We talk about like being friends. It's like Maul and Joe were friends longer than the pod was a thing. Me and Dale have been friends longer than the pod was a thing. You are my brother, but we're, the, the pod's been going on since I've known you. And mm -hmm. I think 
that's where it's difficult to be like, I just hope it never comes between our relationship, but the relationship is the pod, right? The thing is like, if if this ever were to go away, like say someone buys it and they want to replace us with the stunt doubles, we still going to be cool, period. I, I just would wonder how, how, how do you, it, it's not a true statement like, oh, we were friends before if like it's friends based on like that particular thing, which kind of got me when Maul had said like, well, there's millions of shows that stop and go on because certain people stop and things don't work out. And it's like, well, when you're talking about Kings of Comedy, yeah, egos got involved and they stopped the tour. You talk about the Joe Budden podcast, you're just not that important. Like, and that that that's the interesting thing where like they've known each other forever, but and Joe just kept on going without do because he's just more important. However, based on what I get from people regarding with me and Dale on the show, people DM me and comment on Dale more than they comment on me. So it's like, well, like I need both of y'all. But I don't really see y'all in the situation where if we had 30 people working for us, that one of us would leave and the other one would be like, nope, well, I'm leaving too. If Because I think on Maul's, and that's kind of like an, Im, I don't want to say immature because I understand what he was trying to do. But as they mentioned during the chat, it's like, yo, we got 30 people working for us. So how can you be like, oh, no, well, I'm going to go ride with Rory because I'm riding for the show. You're not really riding for the show. You're riding the stroke. You're riding the stroke. Someone else's ego that's like primarily like usually sensitive. So I see us. I think the way all of our like business acumen works, and the way I think, I think we have an advantage when it comes to having to deal with like so many like customers and people in past lives and in current lives. I don't think we would ever even let it get to that point. I think we figured that shit out in three days. Like I don't think I don't think it takes six weeks for us to like regroup. And then two niggas quit or one person quit. So I think we figured out in three days, like, bro, is it bad? Yeah, no, nah, I just hate you, bro. All right, my nigga. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> well, exactly. I don't, well, I don't I got, I don't, got time. I don't, I don't got time. It's just, it's just not going, it's, it's just not fitting to happen. And then Tariq, I feel like in my eyes, like, Tariq is those zeros and ones. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like, you know, Tariq ain't going to chase you. We got a deadline. Like, for either me or Della, oh, I'm not doing today. All right, well, we gotta just get somebody else on the ones or twos because we have a we have to have an interview at seven p.m. <laughs> like it's just we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was I was just gonna make that, that that remark. I'm like, you know, I ain't leaving. I, I don't have no ego. Like I'm the guy in the back anyway. Just I'm just gonna write the notes and shutting the hell up and let y'all do y'all thing and just massaging y'all egos on 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 the side. But like, hey, it's all right, man. You know how Dale be, man. That be tripping. Hey, hey, Rolex, like it's cool. Hey, and Dale, you man, you know he just he just playing. Dale, he just playing. He, he do that to us now. He do that to us now. We don't even be arguing about nothing. He be doing it to us now. You know, you know, you know. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Hey, but Dale, you said this. That was cool. You said, huh? That was all right. Like how you added, huh, into the sentence. That was real smooth. The way you said, huh, nobody can do, huh, like you. <laughs> See that's well, the, that, see, that's true, see and, that, and that's the and that's the massaging of egos I be talking about. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what, what I'm talking about. Now. Like every every call, it's like let me make sure that I compliment Dale on his shoelace game because if I do not mention his shoelace, but you can't overcompliment because then sometimes I'm feeling that ah, oh, like I know when I'm overcomplimented, I'm like, hey, man. no, you don't. You're a yes, Scorpio. I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Sometimes, sometimes Rick be telling me stuff that I use commonly. He be like, better you said verbatim. I ain't never heard verbatim. I was like, verbatim all the time. I, I yell verbatim with Jacreza. Oh, man, you said this verbatim. I say that all the time. So, But but it killed me because I know. I'd be like, 
over, over massage. He behind my shoulders right now, giving me that deep tissue massage to make sure I feel good. I don't mind it because it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to take the compliment because honestly, the way I tell you guys all the time is, is I'm all about being better at this. Sometimes I, I have more of a, uh, I have more of the like learning curve in a lot of different things, you know. So I don't I mind say it. that. No, and not in the and see, see, don't think of the learning curve. See, the little the, I'm not saying I'm disabled or I'm, I'm out here, I'm out here finance or nothing like that. What I mean by that is what I what I mean by that is just in the sense of calming down, making sure that my words are well executed. Things like that are definitely like Ryan's a professional comedian. If you guys don't know this, Rolex Ryan is really like Kings of Comedy. This dude is hilarious. If y'all don't know, y'all need to go check out his show. This is not me massaging his ego. He's really funny. You know what I'm saying? He's well at this. When y'all hear him speak and you hear him do these slowdowns and make sure the word is said correctly, like, Reek loves this. Look, in pre-production, he hypes him up all day. The way you just... It was like poetry, brother. Oh, stop. It almost tickled my spine. I had to get in the Quran, open up the Quran, brother, and realize that you were speaking nothing but the truth the way you did that. The way he had you to open the Quran. Words. <laughs> <laughs> he had to stop the show and open the Quran. So, so, so that this is what this is what that means. Basically, I need to make sure that I compliment him more so that he doesn't leave the show. So, <laughs> right. so, the, so, so there we go. We're we gonna acknowledge that no in the air. Essentially, just like, I don't get no compliments. I never, you, nah. That actually never came out of my mouth. All I said is that he makes sure that he does that to you more because you need that. You're a Scorpio. Like, you just need that in your life, and I get it. Like, not about my fun. sign. It is. This is a sign thing. Listen, I got. I want. I want to transition. I want to transition for y'all real quick. So when it, so we spend a lot of time um talking about talking about the the emotionality of the situation which is great because you know like we got a scorpio virgo online and y'all be with the shit now when it comes to like the money Bro, situation, you a leo don't try to uh, oh y'all be with the shit leo's be with the shit too that's why that's, every time you're throw, she be like what's your sign a leo oh that's, that's why, why I'm, <laughs> that's why i'm moving into the money thing because it's the leo part so like <laughs> when it comes to the when it comes to the money aspect i guess i want to ask you guys because we we understand disrespect right we're not going to just no matter what the situation is with us, we're not going to continue if there's just blatant disrespect. Even though the disrespect is subjective, let's just say a 10 on disrespect. If anyone feels on a 10, disrespected will have an issue. Now, when it comes to the money situation, how do you guys feel about that when it came to, I guess, towards the end, Rory and Mal being concerned about the books and Mal continuously saying, all I ask for respect and transparency, and I'm not a money nigga, I don't care about amount money, I can get a bag anywhere on the planet. Meanwhile, uh, one of you guys mentioned this quote um, earlier. You guys kind of paraphrased it. But Joe did say, I've dedicated all my life to this. All my yesterdays led to today. And when he said that bar, I really understood that because it takes a lot of where you couldn't go in life to get where you are. The con um, One of Kanye's songs, the beat was supposed to go to common. He says, everything I'm, everything I'm not made me everything I am. So mm -hmm. when you're dealing with someone like that, that did do all these things, do all these things to get where you're at, and then you're asked to come and assist, it's almost like a friend asking them to come help you move. Like you don't get to live, you don't get to have a couch. You can chill and eat this pizza after we move, but like this is my crib. So how do you guys feel that they handled the money thing? Uh, I don't know how the money uh, was handled or nothing like that. Um, but what, what you I, heard? What, hmm? 
I said, I guess, I guess my interpretation, I guess from what you heard as far as, um, just as far as the 90 minutes we have, like as far as Mawson, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't care about money, I don't care about a bag. And then um, Joe talking about how he was the one that had to do all the work, all the footwork to get the contract done. I mean, do you feel like from what you heard that that could have been handled a little bit better? Well, I just think, honestly, the whole situation could have been handled better. I just I think Roy touched on it. One of the, the very poignant things that he did say is that sometimes as as men, we don't necessarily communicate the right way. There's a lot of machismo involved, a lot of like we're not supposed to show emotions or tap into what we feel. because That's usually um, something that we're taught to be ashamed of. And it's like shown as a sign of weakness. But I just think that there was just a lot of communication that didn't happen that should have happened that could have remedied everything. It just seemed like from the conversation that they were detailing, it was a lot of basically yelling and screaming and, and theatrics, you know, and sometimes, you know, being a psychologist in training is that you understand really it's about, you know, really, you know, how you deliver the message. You want it to be as palatable as possible because if you, if you yelling and screaming something, well, people are not going to focus on your message. They're going to focus on the, on the delivery and then you never end up really talking about the issue, which was evidenced here because all Maul and Rory was talking about is just being disrespected. But I'm sure if they could sit down, have a conversation, really be respectful about it, all this could have been ironed out and handled and, and the show, you know, could have went on. So that that's just my take on it. That, but that is one of the, the one thing that I did hear Rory said. I was just like, I, I can feel him on that because it is true. What are your thoughts? I think um, for me, I, I felt like this is where I think if you really want to invest in something, this is where investing is 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 really critical, right? Like you won't say so on the show, then put your money up. Like you can't like, and that's where I think that's where I think Joe trumped them at is because when he did make that statement, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I'm putting my life in this because I am, I'm in, I am here. I am paying the insurance. I am the person doing this. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you do? You want to see something? You just come in here. You know what I'm saying? That's like going, that's like us going into AT&T or going into Sprint and being like, I want this. I want that. I want, I want the lights to be better. I want this. Like, what do you do? You don't pay the bills in this motherfucker. You clock in, you clock out. That's it. You can't go in there and tell AT&T how their business is going to be ran. You can't go in there and just rules. You can't go in there and add new policies. So in general, that's what I felt like Joe was just informing them. Like, you guys don't do shit. My name's on here. My light's on this. This the only reason why this show is as popular as it is. It's because I'm backing it. Because I'm in front of it and I'm backing it. So at the same time, like, if you really, if they really felt like, oh, I won't say so, like the only thing that really could have like stopped this whole conversation about money is you putting up money or putting up equal value to what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Making equal worth onto the show because he can go on without this show without you. And he showed that by even adding in the stand-ins. So yeah, man, that's my take on that. I mean, I felt like you just got to put your money up. And that's where I think we're different at as far as the show. We put our money up. We do these trips. We travel. I mean, we have to right now, of course. I mean, none of us can be like, yo, I got y'all. No worries. It's good. The bag is on me. Like, we can't do that right now. But I don't even think even if we could, we would. Because we're very, we're very, we're very mature on that point. Like, we don't need, we don't want to depend on each other. And I think that's where it's a, it becomes a great balance of, of work. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Value. Work and value. 
I think that's a, that's a great answer, Joe. I think that when it comes to when it comes to people getting upset about certain things, like that's when that's when past resentments come out. So for them to be like doing the show for seven years and then suddenly, uh, once things like kind of hit the fan, it's almost like it's like well, uh, it's like well, let me see the books. It's like you get in an argument with a woman and then suddenly um, you guys are fighting about something random and it's like well, let me see your phone. My phone. What's, what? Why, why are we talking about that now? And I was always, I was always wondering. You know, that's how you know when a brother cheat. Why, 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 why we going the phone? Why well, we going the phone? Well, well, but, but why though? Like, why are we, why are we doing this thing right now? Like, we was it was this isn't even about the phone. This, this was about, about toothpaste. This is about toothpaste, right? So then, so then you know, and you can be, you can be a dude with no lock on the phone, no nothing. Y'all share it for that. You don't need to cap off at your bitch house. Bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> y'all share y'all share a, a Facebook and everything and, and suddenly you want to see the phone and you feel disrespected. And I think that I in in the back the back of my mind I always kind of wondered, right? When I was when I saw the Spotify episodes, uh, we kind of I feel like we did a show on that a while ago for those of you guys that didn't get to hear that. Just I mean go back into our catalog it's deep now. You know it's episode like 91 we are. I'm not flexing, but you know we're close to it. If you go back and look at those Spotify conversations, I'm not sure if you remember them Dale, but it was like it was Joe going bad on Spotify a lot, like saying a lot of stuff, and Maul and Roy kind of just sitting back, like, "Well, I guess we just finna roll whatever you whatever you gonna do." Because I don't think you can say that you don't know, you right or you not right? Yeah, you're not you're you're not providing any type of opposing, or you're not providing any type of value to that argument. You're not backing him. You're not doing anything. So if the show was to flop right then and there, it's all blame on him. Right, right, and I, I also think. Like it does come to when it comes to uh, to Therese's point about just the conversation not being handled in the right way. Roy did say that quote from Roy was great Rick, when he says he says something along the lines of we know how to we know how to argue and speak to our woman. But we don't know that men don't know how to argue and speak to each other, which is true, because, I mean, you may you may speak to a woman for three hours. and Y'all don't fix it. But within those three hours that night, you know, exactly, you know, all the turmoil in the relationship within three hours. But for dudes. We gonna go back and forth unless there's like alcohol involved and no one remembers what you what you argue about. We are gonna go back and forth for a while, then walk off. And it turns out he just mad because he he just mad because someone so still owe him twenty five dollars from last Saturday, and then he just mad because someone so pulled the chick that he wanted to speak to, and we never find out because he's like, oh, I don't want to find whatever you get, then walk off because it's gonna be hands. So yeah. I think that was it. That was a. Uh, that was a great mentionable, Tariq. I, I forgot that he said that part, but that that's key, man. Just having those conversations, putting things out there. Like I feel like, I think when it comes to when it comes to us and our particular conversations, um, that can be where you massage egos. Not even massage. I think it's a cheap way to say. It. I think it's a mediates a way better way to say it because I've known Dell twenty years, and there's certain things that we're not going to agree on, and we just dip out or whatever, and it doesn't matter. More or less, me just meeting you, you'll be like, so Ryan. Um, when you text me "fuck off" the other day, I kind of feel like it was um, it affected me personally, and I don't want to be spoken to like that. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, man, it wasn't supposed to sound like that, but I could see how I could see how that would be interpreted interpreted that way, which is great because seven years from now, when a bag is all, you're like, you know what? I got all the contracts in hand. I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach him who to tell the fuck off. I'm gonna show him what's really popping. So I think that's key when a relationship is new. And I think those are conversations that Rory and Joe didn't have early in their relationship. So it's like, I'm, I'm the sensitive guy on the show, but it's because for seven years, I've let this person just say whatever to me. And you can see that on the show. Like you can see that on certain shows when people are getting sunned by people, whether it be, first, whether it be ever since Skip Bayless 
left first take in the way Stephen A talks to Max sometimes or on the show High Noon when you have Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre and Bomani's just sunning Pablo and it's like and it's not blatantly obvious but to a watcher all the time it's like bro I can't watch this if there's not an even keel so I think those boundaries are something that can definitely be learned within this situation because you can just tell early when you start working with people like yo I gotta nip this in the bud early or this boss is literally going to call me Toby or you'd be like you know what I guess that's just how the boss is at this job I'm just if I if he want if he want me to speak like this to get my check, then I'll talk like this all he need me to. And then ten years later, you're like, why am I talking like a slave? You know. So I think the boundaries are like the most important thing to take away from this. No, you're right because I ain't gonna lie. I remember when I worked at the Marriott, and I damn near almost got fired because of this. But this dude was cracking too many black jokes on me, and I had to let him have it one day because he was a short white dude, and I just gave it to him. You fought him. No, I didn't fall him. I just went in, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Just started clowning. Like, you already know how I go in these, this 100 miles per hour. So I was, bop, bop, get it, bop, bop. And I had the whole crew laughing and things like that. But we settled that right then and there. He respected me after that. He knew what was up. I started getting left shifts. But he knew what was up, though. <laughs> I showed him. I got left shifts. That, 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 ought, to, that ought to teach him. That I teach his ass. <laughs> he started giving me the five AM shift, but I told him though. Right, real quick. I want to, I want to kind of put this into into the conversation, right? So, um, when I think it was either Maul or Roy when they were talking about, well, you you oh, it was Maul because he was like, when you told Roy he couldn't come back, he's like, you owe me that conversation. He said, we, we said we we're boys, we're partners. Like you owe me that, like you owe me communication you owe me respect and joe was like well honestly i don't have i don't owe anybody anything in my in my in my friendships and i was like hmm that's very interesting so do you guys feel like anything is owed to the other person if you're in a friendship whether that be respect communication you know do you think those things are owed to a person that you're quote unquote friends with. I I I do. I do believe I do believe that respect. I do believe that respect is owed. And I think that one of the, I think that Ma asked him a great question. And Joe being in one of the situations where like you don't want to be wrong or he, he likes kind of played semantics with it. Like, no, I don't owe anyone. Like, bro, you owe your friends respect. I think. I think even even the friends, but again again, like respect is subjective. And when it comes to like respect being like not expected but like earned i know that's a whole different conversation but yeah i do think you owe your friends respect as to Maul's point like that's the whole reason why they're your friends i think um i'm i'm more of a when it comes to people that i just meet i'm more of a benefit of the doubt type of person like i'm more like you can go ahead please go ahead and like prove me like prove me wrong so i know early i don't really go into things with like uh negative clouds right so it's it's like within this situation when uh, about those times, like, hey man, um, one of my like great friends I used to work with, like smart guy, a uh, really intuitive, um, deep in media, smart guy. Uh, he wants to like work with us on our show. He wants to speak to us. I'm like, all right, well, I trust you, you know. And I mean, and now we're here, right? So I could have been like, nah, because Dale, that one time you introduced me to that one dude, uh, that dope fiend stole my car, bro. He stole my car, stole my mama car, so my TV's off the wall, but. I mean, that's not Dell's fault because Dell didn't know that dude was still using crack at the time. But based on that particular situation, that's when I knew him. 
But based on that particular situation, regardless of who Dale brings in front of me and we start working, I owe that person respect. I don't think that I don't think that, I don't think that friends have to earn your respect. Because if that's the case, then why are you friends with someone you don't respect? That's a bigger question for you internally. Like, if you don't respect that person, why are they your friend? Mm. Like, great, think, great point. I think, I think, I think respect, I, I think the respect level is based on the respect that that friend gives you. Because um, in a lot of ways, I felt like you you don't have to give the same respect that you would give someone who shows you the the most you know what i'm saying supreme amount of respect and then someone else as that even can be your friend that that may belittle you but may give you you know what i'm saying respect you in another way but still doesn't show you respect on a certain way so i think you owe them just as much respect that they're going to give you and i feel like that's the that's the re- relationships friendships and everything like that it's all give and take no matter what right so you know you you know you you owe that person just as much as they given you and because a lot of times too you a lot of times you know I'll, I'll put it this way do you call everyone in your do you call everyone in your so-called friend you know so-called friend life do you call them on a daily basis or do you call the people that call you think about that in a lot of ways because a lot of us times it's like if you're giving you don't give people enough time like you don't waste your time to be like what well, should i heard from Unless it's like a rare moment where you may think of that person, like, damn, I ain't heard from Travis in a while. You know, oh, I'm going to hit Travis up, see what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? That's you giving the amount of respect that he's giving you, though, because in the same time, it's like Travis ain't thinking about you until he hear from you. So that's I a fact. No, no, you, that's a good point, bro. I, actually, you know what? I'm going to, um, let me, let me like, let me re, let me guess, let me like reevaluate what I just said. So, no, you, you're trying to change my mind. Let me, let me make this more clear. So, I, I do feel like, I, I feel like you, I feel like you respect, you should respect your friends if they are your friends. But again, like, I feel like respect is subjective. So, like, respect, like, when I say respect, I mean, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to disrespect you, to disrespect you. However, there are, there are particular friends that I have different respects for. Like, mm. like, there, there's people, like, there's people if I'm out, like okay, so where were we? We were um we were at we were at a cigar shop or whatever, and I went to buy I went to buy this bottle, and my car was shipping, so I went next door to go to the ATM or whatever, and then Tariq paid for the bottle. I came back from the ATM and paid him the money. I'm like, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, nah, we brothers. Like it's good. I I assume I, I'm not I'm not gonna say that you knew I would pay you, but it's like you don't seem like the type of individual that would make me pay for something that you were gonna buy and not pay me back. However, I've been in a situation before. There's people I would do that for and people that I wouldn't do that for. Because there's people that move in a way where it's like, oh, like, okay, well, it's good. Like, and you you just never hear from them again. There's particular friends that could call me right now. If they need anything, I'm dropping everything. I'm pushing out. I'm in the whip, whatever you need. And there's other friends that I'm like, you know what? You got to work that out on your own. Because they will. And I think you owe, I think you owe everyone, to Dell's point, the particular level they give you or whatever you feel like they deserve. I mean, yeah. mentally, and I'm deserve is subjective too, but whatever you, I guess, I don't want to say treat others how you want to be treated because some people just don't deserve to be treated like you. Right. But at the same time, it is a certain level of respect for certain people. Like you said, I'm not going to call everyone on my phone every day, but if I ain't heard from someone so in a minute, hey man, you alive? Yeah. What's popping? You know, versus that, versus you got another friend that only call you when they need something. Yeah. Period. 
Period. So if you ain't heard like from the, them, it's, if, if you ain't heard from them, you be good come around. But I ain't heard from you in seven years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, hey, Dale, Dale, you got that friend where it's like, oh, if I haven't heard from him, he's doing great. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, you can only see him on Facebook or Instagram. Like, oh, he doing good. This nigga lives in Bali. Wow. This nigga living good in the beach and the water. And then you'll hear it from him. Yeah, bro, I'm doing bad, bro. My girl left me, bro. You know, I'm, yep. I'm crack. I'm out here sucking dick for coke. It's all yep. <laughs> yep. When he call you, when he call you on the phone, when you're like, this nigga, get, oh my God. What what you're like, you're like something horrible has happened. <laughs> I ain't heard from you to invite me to one trip, not one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Reek. So, I mean, with I mean, with that question, do you? How do you feel about the answer we've given, or what, what's your answer to your own question? Dale <laughs> got me re. They got me rethinking uh, my position, only for the fact that, like, so I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm the guy because because my family is very small, but we're a very tight knit group. So because of that, all my friends are like family. So I am the friend that like, what's up, Brian Herpy? How you doing? How you been? You know, just randomly calling people and checking in with them out the blue just because that's just the person that I am. I always like to make sure, you know, that I, I let the people that I love, you know what I mean, I give them my time because that's the only one resource that, you know, once we spend, we'll never get back. And, you know, it's finite. So nice. for me, I'm that I'm that guy who who does that. Cause I never want to, you know, not to take it there, but leave the earth and not let the people know that I love, that I love them or that I was thinking about them. You know what I mean? So, you know, Dale will get on me about being overly effusive with praise, but knowing him as long as I've known him and seeing like the, the level of growth and ascension to the man that he's, he is and will continue to become like, I need to, I need to get that off my chest or if my soul don't sit right. Same thing with you Rolex. And so, you know, for me, I just, out of respect for, the legacy that I'm trying to build as just being a genuine good person, it I am going to be, I'm sure everybody at the same level uh, of respect. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to tolerate disrespect, you know, there, but there's a lot that I let slide just because like you said, it's, I'm going to give people either the benefit of the doubt. Cause I just don't like to hold on to that negative energy or sometimes it's just better to leave people alone. If they've shown you continuously who they are. Okay. I believe you, but I'm going to go over here and continue to redistribute this time. And his energy over here with the people who I know are going to appreciate it. So long story short, you know, I think that everybody gets the same experience with me as far as the level of respect until they show me otherwise. And then I have to recalibrate, retune, and then, you know, reallocate. See, that's why they pay you the big bucks, bro. Yeah, relocate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, to, I, just, I, I do, I do want to say as someone that like, the, it, when you say um, your family is smaller, so like um, everyone that you do meet is family. I do want to give like about Dale Time that credit for him to have. He has like a million siblings. However, he is the one like of our friends at one point when like our friend group was popping, popping. He would be the person that would call people for no reason on like Wednesday at four four fifteen. Like, hey, what's good? Hey, you all right? I'll talk to you in a minute. You all right? Dale, I talked to you yesterday. No, but like you know, life. You see these clouds. Clouds hella cool today, nigga. But I'm just seeing, making sure you blessed, good brother. And he used to call everybody like that, but then. Our whole friend group hit the fan, and I talk to this nigga like three times a week now anyway. But before we had the podcast, he would definitely be someone that would just call and just make sure like everything was cool. And like it and and those I think I think it's it's great to have people like that around because I mean to your point, like it is valuable and you want to make sure that the last that if someone if something did happen to you on this earth that or vice versa, this person that you haven't spoken to in seven weeks, seven months, seven years, 
just that last conversation. Like he did call me and check on me, man. Oh, I miss that dude, even though he owed me seventy six dollars. I think those, those conversations and phone calls aren't fifty two cent. Don't forget about that fifty two cent. Something like that, man. Something like that. I mean, so I kind of feel like I do. I do feel like overall, this is definitely something that probably could have been fixed with with. I, I, Instead of instead of instead of conversation, I want to say early boundaries because I I definitely believe that that Spotify thing, just the way those episodes was going, it got it, it it was it was getting a little it was getting a little strange. I mean, we we did make episodes about that, as I stated earlier. Yeah, yeah. Just don't let nobody little bro you, man. That's it. Always be the big brother. I've always been a big brother, so that's just how I roll. I've always. All your brothers are older than you, though. Huh? But I'm big. So it's cool. Right. All these lies, man. So, I mean, so at, so at, at the end of the day, y'all down to just change the podcast name to the Ryan Humor Podcast? Or no. That... <laughs> no. no. Fuck off. That's, that's the conclusion, right? Isn't that the conclusion? <laughs> no. Fuck off. Now, take it how you want to take it. I hope you get sensitive about it. Now. To <laughs> 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 the township and deal. <laughs> Now what you do is you put all three names, but you it's all about the size of the name. <laughs> Facts. Facts, man. Facts. Well, hey, I mean, we we appreciate y'all just, just digging in with us. I actually do want to give a special thank you. I want to make a very, very special thank you to our esteemed producer, uh Township Covington, Deadlift Covington. Bulletproof Koofy, Young Elvis, uh, for squeezing us in this Saturday. I mean, usually, right. I mean, he he had to go to the gym at six, then walk the dog at seven thirty. Probably still got to get a haircut in the next seven minutes. Then he got to knit. He has to knit several Koofies, take them to Lake Merritt, then read the Quran in four different Twice. languages. Yeah, yeah, he got he got to do a lot, and then he and do that's a lot, just, and, and 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 that's just until twelve. That's just before twelve. Life, man. So I, I do, I do want to thank you for squeezing us in this morning, Township. We appreciate you. Oh, and then you no, so write good. some more notes. Make yeah, sure. gotta gotta write some more notes. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to get on the mic. Uh, you know, with y'all, uh, it's always a good time. Um, and just one thing, I'm gonna leave the people with. Uh, y'all have these cool outros, and I'll just leave people with this: onward and upward, always and in always. Per usual, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but y'all here with us, and we appreciate that. Hey, man, and if you made it this far, we really, really here at Uncut Gems, man. We really, really mess with you. And until next time, cue the music.